Oh, trendsetters, do you know what is better than a great race photo? A great race photo with a great finishing time. So come join Train Smooth and have me coach you and together we can crush your spirits. I mean crush your dreams, I mean crush your goals. So for just $60 a month, I can create targeted training sessions that's going to help you reach your goals. It doesn't matter if you're a Kona qualifier or a back of the pack. Join Trainsmove at trainsmove.com. G'day there, Transsetters. Welcome to episode 429 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg. It's good to have your company. Have you guys been checking out on the website, trainsmove.com? I've been posting all sorts of good articles lately, more in depth of what the pro, what the elites are doing. Uh, this week I posted um, more of an in-depth look onto the, a typical training week for the US um, professional marathon runner, Scott, Scott Smith. So I'm I'm trying to create more of this sort of content for the website, and depending on the athletes and stuff. At the moment, all the effort, all the information I've been getting is either from Strava or from um, Final Surge or so, so or stuff I've read. So it's um, but I've only just this week started reaching out to other pro triathletes, and um, they're generally the uh, the athletes that are either towards the end of their career or they've just tipped over into retirement but they're you know stars of, of the sport so I would, I'm not going to harass the ones at the moment anyway harass the ones that are at the you know they're at their peak of their career at the moment they're they're in their prime because they're probably not going to be forthcoming with the information I'm kind of after so um i won't give you the names but you know because so, some have said no they're not interested it's still to, you know it's still secret some have said they haven't got time to do it some said yeah i'll do it i will answer your questions um and then some haven't acknowledged me at all bastards so i um but for instance if i was you know and you've got to create a bit of a library of this stuff before you can start harassing the big names but every athlete to okay because let's face it, I'm asking questions I'm wildly interested in, and I'm just assuming uh, you guys are too. Because my, you know, feedback I'm receiving from people, as well as the numbers on the websites, has grown a bit. So that that's all cool. That's positive feedback. But depending on the athlete, it depends um, the questions I'm asking. And now I'll, I'll list off a, a, a few athletes. Here. I haven't asked these ones because I. I want to create a bit of a library first uh, before I harass these people. But for instance, if I was to ask Terenzo Bassoni questions for the blog, I'm not I'm not asking questions about now, what's your typical race week? What do you have for before? Some, I, I want to go into depth. I want to get right into the, you know, the nuts and bolts of, of their success. For instance, if I went to Terenzo Bassoni, I'm not interested in what he has before race day. I'm for him. I'd be interested in on how he structures his annual, yeah, his year calendar in training blocks. That's what I'd be going into depth with him more. Um, someone like Tim Van Berkel, I'd be more inclined to work out, find out more about his biking in the lead up to an Ironman, preferably week five, week six out from an Ironman. Someone like Tim Van Berkel, he runs really well off the bike. I'm not too interested on his run program, but I am 
to for him to run like that, he must be cycling like a demon. So I, I'd be more inclined to find out what's going on on his um, on his bike. If I went to, let's say, Pete Jacobs, I'd be more inclined to to work out again in peak peak years, um, the peak weeks leading up to Kona. I'd be inclined to harass him. I would want to compare. Um, what was it? What was the year he won? Two thousand and eleven? No, two two thousand and twelve. I'd want to know his week five, week six, leading into kind of on two thousand and twelve, two thousand and eleven, two thousand and ten, where he was progressively progressing to that win. I'd want to know were those weeks the same, and what what were they? How did they differ? Um, for someone like um, going out of the sports, Kinchogi, I've read so much about him. It's it's ridiculous. I've I've re- I've got a number of his programs, um, and how not a not a lot changes between marathons with him with his programs in the lead up to it. They're very structured or very much the same. Um, he's very very much about mental like his headspace being um self-belief that's what i'm trying to think of so i'd be asking questions towards self-belief um so uh, what i'm trying to say here is every athlete i've been uh, approaching and hopefully i'll harass all those athletes in in time um every every athlete i'm harassing them for a particular thing that i'm personally interested in so, and what that's what I'm trying to turn the Train Smooth website in slowly but surely. So, but I am posting, I'm, I'm trying to post one to two blogs a week. So, jump on trainsmooth.com and click on the articles. And while you're up there, you know, send me through a question up on the home page that says submit your questions. That's what we're about here on this podcast. People sending in questions just like Talia did as I'm bringing it up because I got carried away. Uh, Talia wrote, I want to start swimming in my local lake from next week. How and what should I do? So that is a good question. Most times, in my experience, most um, athletes I see that do open water training, they're just jumping into a lake or an o- the ocean in open water and they're just swimming they just if they if they want to swim 30 minutes or 1k or 2k's or whatever they're just going out and plain old swimming and that's as good as they get now that's going to be good value at first so that's what i'd be looking at doing um going in and just swimming in open water but let's say you do six of those sessions the value of those sessions start decreasing because it's all the same. So you need to start changing it. And you need to start going there with a target. So let's just say for the first two weeks, um, you're swimming three days a week. You know, I don't know if you're going to be doing that or not, but for the sake of this argument, you are. Um, you're in there three days a week. You're swimming. Um, just go in there and have fun. Get com- comfortable in there. Um I'd be definitely looking at if you can swim with a wetsuit, depending on the heat you where you're at. And, um, at least with wetsuits or or something that if something happens, you can just float and you're safe. Um, if you're swimming with others, you're you're as good as gold. You can rely on them, or if not, you can get those little floating buoys that you get tie up to yourself and they just float along. So if need be, you can just grab it and just hold on for dear life um so i'd be definitely having one of those if you're swimming alone 
Um, for the, so for the first two weeks, it'd be just swimming normal. After that, you'd want to get some real value out of it. So I, I like doing the warm-up sessions as it, like a beach start, for, for instance. So doing something like, um, five times starting out of the water running into the water swimming 50 meters 100 meters whatever you like doing a turn swimming back to shore running out of the water so, and that's going to elevate your heart rate nicely and that's what we like uh, um, then you swing back around go, go do that five or so times and, and the reason I say that is it's probably one of the things that isn't practiced the most and then what happens when on race day you it's a beach start you run into the water and you start swimming you're you know you need to practice that and then when you're running out of the water your heart rate starts elevating the amount of people really huffing and puffing running into transition ones and they just you want to streamline that as nicely as possible you you know become as efficient as possible so that's a good session to do as part of your warm-up and then you can break it up to what you're trying to target you know doing five times 250 meters um, at a fast rate with 50 meters easy or just floating um another part is or you you can do let's say a nice uh, 20 times 100 meters something you do in a swimming pool uh you can do that in the water and in between each set, just float. And then you, what you're doing at the start of each set is you're practicing your deep water starts. You go, right, 10 seconds rest, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, and go straight into it to another 100 meters or, or one you know, two minutes or whatever you, you're measuring it on, 200 swim strokes, 100 swim strokes, whatever. So I'd be looking at doing targets, and you can grab your normal um, swim program, for instance, and just do that in the water. Now, you'd, if you're alone, you don't need to be, you think, uh, I was talking to an athlete just recently who was worried about doing open water swimming because where they're at, it's like a, um, a two-kilometer loop that like a, you swim out of, you know, 800 meters and you go up 200 meters and you come back, and it, it's like a two-kilometer loopish thing he's what he was saying he was worried that you know i don't really want to go all the way up there and come back around whatever something happens and blah, blah, easy okay well that's fine dude just pretend it's a swimming pool just pretend it's a 25 meter swimming pool you're at at sure swim at 25 turn around come back you know bob's your uncle you you'll be sweet mate and so it didn't dawn on him so you can always do that as well you can just not don't go too far out you're only going to be 25 meters and then you got sometimes um this has come back a while ago i was talking to another athlete who, who was wanted to do it but he was worried about the beach and um going too far out and i go well you don't need to go too far out you just need to be far enough you know a little bit out where you you can just swim crossways and it's not a wavy beach so it's um he's just got to you know go or not even waist deep into the water and just start swimming upwards up up the beach and you know again bob's your uncle so, you know peachy so that's something you can do so go there with a goal uh, after about two weeks of normal swimming go there with a goal and you can also go there with paddles and and stuff and i give athletes sometimes um open water swim sessions using paddles as well so that's all good stuff and just helps change things around so 
good luck with it all. Definitely keep um, the more the more you swim outdoors, the more comfortable you're going to get. And come race day, it's just going to feel natural to you. I'm wildly jealous too, because being in Tassie, I I don't get too many opportunities to swim in open water. It's bloody freezing out here. So. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com. You can always send me that email, tim at trainsmove.com. Until next episode, hooroo.